Welcome back to the Adventures of a Disney Dad podcast. My name is Matt, and I am a dad of three and the founder of AdventuresofADisneyDad.com, a travel agent with the Magic for Less Travel and your host. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chip Robinson, the dad of five. Chip, how's everything going? Oh, it's a crazy week. Parent-teacher conferences at school, so it's just been one of those. It's been a long day today, a long week, so but it's going well. God, going well. God, God bless you. And and this week, we are really <laughs> excited. We're joined by a special guest, Lauren. She is the founder of Main Street Tourist, which if you follow us on social media or if you're in the small business Disney-inspired t-shirt space or anything like that, you, I'm sure, know of her business. It was founded in 2021, and it's a vintage Disney-inspired t-shirt brand. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're, we're excited Very to excited. dig into oh, yeah. kind of how everything began for Main Street Tourist. And Lauren's yeah. got a really great story of how she started her business. And we're going to talk all about that and new collections, anything we can kind of pull out of you in terms of the future of your business. <laughs> we're going to do our best to try yeah. and do that. And before we get into that, we're going to talk really quickly about the latest in Walt Disney World parks news we had a lot of new updates from the walt disney world uh, q4 earnings call last week and which if you're not familiar with that it's basically a status update for the entire walt disney company for stockholders usually we get a little tidbit here and there about the parks a lot of movie stuff a lot of the entertainment stuff the biggest news obviously with the super bowl was that taylor swift's eras tour is going to be available exclusively on disney plus starting march 15th I'm sure all of the Swifties are running to make sure that they have <laughs> their their Disney Plus subscriptions. Lauren, are you are you a Swifty or are you not? I a am. I'm a new like Swifty. We actually have me and her have the same birthday, so I feel like Ooh. my kids think that's very cool. I don't know how much that counts for, but yeah, no, I think her last three albums when she veered more towards like I don't know if it's like moderny less pop and country i really got into her so i'm really excited because i have yet to see that movie uh, yeah i haven't seen it either and i i, yeah, I claim my my claim to fame is i'm an og swifty so i i met taylor oh, wow. when she was an opener for brad paisley so that would oh, have been like cool. 2006 or something like that 2007 yeah. somewhere around there so i but i love the country stuff so you know, she's gotten away from that, but still love her music. And I'm sure that that concert is going to be certainly the most viewed thing on Disney Plus oh, in 2024. Sure. <laughs> uh, and I'm sure it'll break a lot of the records within like a month or something ridiculous. The The other big news when it comes to Disney was they announced a lot of new movies. The one that came completely out of left field was Moana 2, which is going to be a fully animated sequel movie. This is different from the live action movie that's already in production with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And originally it was supposed to be a TV series for Disney+. Plus. Supposedly it was so good, the storyline, they decided to make it into a full-length movie. But Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda will not be involved in the movie. Oh. Lauren, are you a Moana fan? To what I extent? Love Moana, but what I'm really excited about is the two girls that they brought on to write that music for that movie. I don't know if you guys followed Barlow and Bear, but mm -hmm. they were like really big. I think it was during the pandemic. They wrote Bridgerton, the unofficial musical, and they mm -hmm. did it all on their TikTok lives, and it like blew up. 
basically. And so I think it's really cool. They're really young. I think they won a Grammy for it. And I think it's really cool that Disney has them on like such a big project. I'm really they, they posted a video um, on TikTok where it was kind of like the things that they had been working on that have been a secret. And Moana was one of them. And I thought it was awesome. Yeah. She had the yeah. storyboard drawings in the background of her apartment. Yeah, and really I think excited. that's exciting. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of hope. I'm a huge Moana fan and I'm excited for Moana too. So I think it'll be a blast. I, I think Moana needs more respect in the Disney parks, but that's a conversation for a different day. Chip, what do you think about Moana too? I'm excited for it. I'm a big rock. I, I like the rock. I'm a wrestling fan, so I'm excited for live action. But one or two, I think I think it's gonna be a hit. My my daughters love it, so I think it'll be a good 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 movie. I, I posted really on good. Instagram that like mentally I'm the chicken from Hey Hey or the chicken from Moana. <laughs> hey, hey. I feel like a lot of days it's like that's that's the vibe that I'm going with. It's just you know chugging along or whatever. So that, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> There, there's a couple of other announcements that they made in terms of dates. They gave a date for Zootopia 2, which is going to be November 26th, 2025. They talked about years for Toy Story 5 and Frozen 3, which is going to be 2026. And then there's going to be a full-length Mandalorian and Grogu movie in 2026 as well, which supposedly will be the first or the next Star Wars film, full-length feature film. And then after that will be the one that involves Rey, that's kind of the the next version of the Jedi. Do any of those, Lauren, like really stick out to you as something you're really excited for or that your kids are really excited for? Mm, probably Frozen, Moana. My son and my husband are really into Star Wars, so I feel like they'll be very excited about that. But yeah, Toy Story 5, we kind of lost its like luster around Toy Story 3 for us. I, I still love Toy Story. I grew up on them, so... But yeah, like, I agree. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the only hope I have for that one is Tim Allen's been interviewed a lot lately. And he basically said, like, if it wasn't going to be a banger, he wouldn't do it, which right. yeah. gives me a little bit of hope because I do think that he's honest. Like he doesn't need the money. Neither does Tom Hanks. So they don't need to be yeah. in the limelight for anything. He's I think Tim Allen is still selling out stand up comedy shows. So oh, he wow. doesn't need. He doesn't need to like, you know, bring attention to himself or whatever. So I hope that that's the case just because that franchise, it is like, I don't know, th three and four kind of got a little iffy there at the end. So that incinerator I, 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 scene was like, ooh. oh my gosh, I can really, as soon as you say it, it like, is it it's right? in my mind that like, it no, breaks no. my heart. Yeah. I'm interested yeah. to see how they like, like ham or not ham. Oh, who was it? Somebody's passed away. One of the one of the characters has passed away. So I'm interested to see how they pay. Oh, one of the respect. voice actors. Yeah, like I think oh, actually two of them now. No, no, not not. But just some of the voice oh, like actors. The toy, uh, the toy passed like, away. Like 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 Don Riggles. I know is one of the voices. Somebody else, but just how they're going to pay tribute to that. I think that would be be pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really good point too. And I I hadn't really thought about that. And you you got to think like they've been doing that. I mean, the, the original voice actors would have been with the 90s. So, 95. It's, yeah, it's been, wow. gosh, that series has been a, a long, long time. In, in terms of Disney Parks news, we got the reopening finally. I think it's been four years or so since the 1900 Park Fair has been opened at the Grand Floridian. And it was like a, I feel like a niche restaurant in the Disney community. Like it wasn't something that a lot of like, 
first or second timers really made it a point to go to, but it felt like more of a hidden gem. And what makes this really interesting is that they're changing the character meal to be uh, Mirabelle, Cinderella, Prince Ali, and Tiana. And Ooh. it's going to be her new look for Tiana's bio adventure. I, I think that this is going to be one of the toughest ADRs to get at least for a little while, just because having a character meal with Mirabelle is going to be huge. Lauren, like uh, when you go with your family, do you guys do a lot of character meals or how do you feel about character meals? Uh, in general? Does this excite you? No, <laughs> if my, I am not like when I go by myself, I don't want to meet characters. I'm like too awkward and it just feels like weird. My daughter likes to wait from a distance. So like we have done a couple character meals. Like she loves Stitch. So we did Ohana, but she's very shy and like, oh, do you want a picture? And she's like, no. So like she, so it's like not, they're always so expensive. So like we've done a couple, but um, yeah, no. Well, and character meals are not, <laughs> are not for everybody and they're not right. for you know, they're not meant for every vacation because they are expensive. Yeah. I, I think that I heard the rumor is it's going to be one dining credit, which I think is a step in the right direction because, oh, cool. you know, Cinderella's Royal Table and some of the others are are two. So I think, you know, that makes it a little bit easier for families on the dining plan. But being able to meet Mirabelle, I think, is is the big draw there. What do you think, Chip? Yeah, for sure. We are going to go after it. I'm going to try and get it for our trip in late June, July mostly for Mirabelle my kids all of my kids love Encanto so I think it's going to be a great steal to go get, get that character meal I, I know before it was Cinderella Prince Charming and the stepsisters and everybody went for the stepsisters it wasn't for for Cinderella so it's we always those weird and, characters that like people yeah. want so I'm we're gonna go after it so I guess I'll have awesome. news in, in a couple months Awesome. Well, we look forward to the review. And then last but not least, so okay. the, the big update from Universal is that Mardi Gras has started at Universal Florida. And in terms of concert names for their Mardi Gras concert series, they've got some really, really popular acts, at least in comparison to the Epcot Garden Rock series. So they've got Walker Hayes, the All-American Rejects, Bare Naked Ladies, DJ Khaled, wow. Luis Fonsi. Zed is going to be there March 17th. <laughs> and so if you're going to be in the parks like Lauren is in March, then maybe you check out one of the free concerts while you're there. Yeah. And so That's those, those are some, Yeah, there's some big names there, whereas I feel like it's a little more subdued, older generations of music oh, that are doing sure. the Epcot, the Epcot stuff. So that's the major news. And right before we got on, we learned that like what everybody's been waiting for, we've talked about it on the podcast just because we've been trying to predict who was going to be right about when Tiana's bio adventure opens. Our good friend of the show, Matt Richardson was right. He guessed it this summer. I technically guessed June. So I still have a shot. Chip, you're done. You're done. Chip guessed 2025. And unless, oh, man. Yeah, unless there's like a serious problem, Chip, Chip is not going to be right on that one. They did announce today that they're going to open Tiana's Bio Adventure in summer 2024. And we learned right before we started recording, they've started testing the logs actually going down through the ride, which is awesome. Oh, wow. That's cool. Really exciting stuff. Lauren, I'm 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 sure you're like us. Like you you any like little bit of parks news, like you get so excited about. And you see, you know, they're building an entire new park at the at the other place, quote unquote. 
And right. uh, like, I feel like Tiana's like, we just like, we eat up every bit of little news that we get on that ride. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for it? Or how were you a fan of Splash Mountain? How do you feel about oh, it? I feel like I might get hate for this, but I've never been on Splash Mountain. <laughs> There's no hate, but, no hate. But to be fair, the last time I went to Disney was probably like 2003. And then we went with my, I took my kids and my husband in 2021 and they were not into it at all. But we do love Tiana and I am excited, but it's been fun every time we visit when you go on the train up there and you can like see the progress being made. That part's been like really cool. Mm-hmm. So that that's the news. And again, we're Lauren, we're really excited to have you on the show. And we want to I'm jump in and, and talk to Lauren about all things small business. We, we've got there's so many people in like the Disney community that have started different small businesses. There's tons of entrepreneurs, whether it's travel agents or websites or anything like that. And I think Lauren has not only done it the right way, she's done it a fun way and it's easy to rally behind your business and get excited about it. So for those of us like listeners that are completely unfamiliar, how did your journey with Main Street Tourists start? So I was, we actually had just gotten back from, it was like November, 2022. We had just gotten back from a Disney vacation and I wanted a shirt and there was no shirts that I would want to one. I feel like anything in Disney is like super expensive. So if I was going to spend money on something, I wanted to be able to wear it like to target or out and about or just at the house or whatever. And there wasn't really anything. Like, I think the biggest thing I have is like the black and white spirit Jersey. It's like very plain, that's kind of more my style. So I kind of thought like, oh, that could be fun like one day to design that. And I don't have any background in design. I went to school for cosmetology. Like I don't, I didn't really know what I was doing. And my daughter was getting ready that following fall to go into all day kindergarten. And I, as a mom, cause I was doing the stay at home mom thing, like wasn't really needed a good chunk of the day. And I kind of like spiraled out a little bit about it trying to figure out like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, where do I fit into this family dynamic? What do I do for myself? I'm not ready to go back to work. And my husband like really encouraged me. He's like, why don't you pick up like you're designing and like learn design and like take like a shot at that. And so I did. And I took that winter and I like learned the very basics of like Photoshop and Illustrator and Procreate and came out with my first little collection that I launched. And it kind of just took off from there <laughs> it's been- do you remember what your first design was that actually became oh, yeah. a t-shirt it was what was it spaceship earth one awesome. i love awesome. spaceship earth that's my favorite ride from a practical standpoint did you just start kind of doodling and procreate pulling things together in photoshop and illustrator or how did like you start piecing together your like your first designs Well, I kind of wanted, I knew if I was going to launch something, I wanted to like have it be like a brand and like what I wanted that brand and like all my designs to kind of like come from the same place as, and which is like kind of how we got like Main Street Tourist. But so I came up with the Spaceship Earth one and just thought like, what would like an advertisement for this look like? And I'm big into like, maybe not so much 90s, but like 40s, 50s, 60s, like matchbook things that you'd find at like old hotel matchbooks old hotel advertisements and thought what could you how could you take this ride and make it look into an advertisement make it look like it belongs on a matchbox that kind of style so that's kind of where i just played around with it a little bit so is that why you tend to like i love that you go for like the classic rides is that why because yeah those kind of i fit love that the classic theme. rides 
all the underrated ones. I mean, we do have some really fun collections coming out that have the newer stuff because I like those too. But I would skip Guardians and go on Living with the Land any day. <laughs> oh, that's a hot. That's I mean? a I love hot that take. Stuff. I know. But uh, I'll give it enough, to you. That's Living a hot with take. the Land has like a very weird cult following oh, yeah. i was that's probably our best selling shirt and i'd never in a million years expected that but people love living with the land and they will die on that hill it's so i'm that way about the people mover so i i genuinely think that the very first time i saw you and followed you on i think it was on instagram and not tiktok but it was because i saw a people mover shirt oh, and yeah. i love the people and, like mover. the 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 people mover gets no love anywhere. No, nope. never. Nonetheless, like you're certainly not going to get Walt Disney World creating a, a people mover T-shirt, even though it, no. you know, it should have one. It deserves it. And yours is awesome, which I absolutely love. I've got the for those watching on YouTube, the Kilimanjaro Safaris T-shirt on that just launched, which I love in a in a really cool green color. But like, so you when you started, did you launch the entire first full collection? Or was it one shirt at a time? Because I didn't, I didn't no, see I had you like when I first five, started. I had five little shirts that they were like my little babies, and I launched them. And I was terrified. I was, I cried my <laughs> the day I launched my business. I called my mom and I cried. And I was like, "What if that boy from high school that I used to like sees this and he thinks I'm a loser?" I had like a, I had a meltdown about it. But I mean, we did it, and here we are. And I still to this day find it like very weird that this happened to me so quickly and very i feel very grateful and very like fortunate <laughs> when you when you say how quickly like what was that first collection like i mean did it really like was it like a slow burn and then you just continue to grind or did you really just, just kind of skyrocket from the get-go and see that kind of that success first collection i remember it was april 20th of last year and i launched it and i think i got like 100 orders and i was wow. like whoa i would have been like happy with 10 and every month and every time I like launched a new shirt, it would grow. But it really took a turn when I launched my Living with the Land shirt because that I think I launched it and we sold like 300 shirts. And then I did a giant restock because people were putting in like restock notifications. And I was like, all right, I want to make sure I have enough. And we sold like 700 shirts in two days. It was like wow. insanity. And that's where <laughs> things like really just took off yeah i feel like we were awesome. finding like the right people that were looking for that kind of style shirt was when we did living with the land mm -hmm. so so one of the things you, you've mentioned was like you're going to come after the new rides but like thinking tron tron's an 80s movie and i'm an, i'm matt and i are both 80s kids so i can't wait like I, i'm sure there's something in, in your you're cooking with with tron that's going to be throwback yeah. to the original jeff bridges tron yeah I'm hoping <laughs> that's all you're going to give us is yep. you got to yep. give us a little bit more. Do you got something? No, in mind? I, have, I have so many shirts that I have designs for. It's just about being able to balance putting them out there and not burning myself out. Like, yeah. I would love to put a new shirt out every month, but realistically it will probably be like every six weeks. So it's just trying to find, like I have the whole year planned, which is crazy. And like going into like next year, I have stuff because between like the holidays and the festivals that they have, you want to like try to stay ahead of that a little bit. But yeah, there'll be a Tron shirt for sure. Do you have anything kind of kind of brewing that throws it back to like, I don't know, like an old ride that's no longer there, like wild, like 
like wild toads um... no i don't like i said i went to disney when i was like really younger and then i feel like i missed a really giant gap of things <laughs> going on at disney from like 2000 to 2021 i missed out on but a lot of people so, have asked for was there one that called like food rocks or something like that Oh, veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. Um, yeah, something like show. that. People have asked, but I don't know what that is. I mean, I could look it up and like throw something together, but those are like the hardcore it's, people. It's actually, yeah. it, it used to be where Soren is today. Like, right, you know how when you walk into Soren, there's those like the giant walls. To yeah. the left is where is where that was. It was a stage show. I remember seeing when I was really little, but it, it hasn't now been there probably since one. 95. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I saw well, one. I'll let you know. Yes. Just, just I, I have two follow-ups. Number one, like I guess what what kind of re-triggered Disney when you when you were going through this moment and you're like, I, you know, I think I want to start a business and you know you're you're kind of thinking about design. What what triggered Disney to you since you had kind of had that gap since you were a kid? Were you yeah. still in love with Disney? And obviously that's coming out of COVID. So I know we're all kind of in a weird place at that point but what yeah. brought, what brought disney into your business idea it was we had like we're hardcore lockdown during the whole covid thing and it was like spring of 2021 and i told my husband i said if we do not get out of this house like i will have a full mental breakdown and so we were looking to see like where we could drive to and like we're in new hampshire so you can't drive that far to get like sunshine and we were coming out of like seasonal depression weather and on a whim i was like what if we took the kids to disney i was like in like five days we'll just go and he's like all right so we booked it and we just had the best time and i don't know if it was because it's disney which i'm sure that's why or if it was because we had been like locked down for so long and like didn't really do anything but it was just so nice and such an escape and it's such an immersive place to go to that it really does allow you to just like shut out reality for a little bit. Um, and then I've been addicted to going ever since. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, yeah. there's so many people that can relate to that. Not just, not just with Disney, but with travel in general in that time. Oh, for sure. Like I, I feel like wherever you went your first trip out of COVID has like a weird sentimental place no matter oh, I mean, yeah. no matter what it was but disney especially i think it you know i i just i remember we just we could not wait to be able to take our kids after covid was was started because you know my middle child was born like right around when covid started and he was like eight weeks early so you know we were very serious about covid for a long time and really itching for that first trip too. So I, I can like, I can just imagine how that felt. And I'm sure so many people listening felt the same way yeah. because we all had that shared experience of not being able to do this stuff that we love to do and get out and all that stuff. So I feel that the, the other question that really stuck out to me is like, when you had this first drop and you sold a hundred t-shirts, were you primarily getting your, your product out in front of people through social media or like has, has yeah. one platform been, your main driver? Or how do you view social media for your business? In the beginning, it was all mostly Instagram. And TikTok was like what I enjoyed doing more. And then they rolled out TikTok shop. And then unless you're selling right now on, like I'm sure even as a consumer of social media, TikTok shop, every other video or TikTok is every other video is, oh, look at these pants. Look at this like chapstick. <laughs> and it's like, I don't even join going on there anymore. And especially I'm like listed as like a small shop or a shop, whatever. And I refuse to get on TikTok shop. So they don't 
push out. And for the amount of work I was putting on TikTok, it just, it became too much. So I shifted focus back to Instagram and I am loving Instagram. The concept to the final product, like what does that look like? Like start to finish. I'm a, being a football coach, I'm planning for next season already. Like we're installing with our kids already. Yeah. So I like, I like that start to finish I'm a start to finish person so like how, yeah how does no that I appreciate go? that I like that too I love learning like people's process for stuff why well, we use our Star Wars collection because that's coming up in April oh, but so Star Wars I know I'm like a little bit terrified because I've been public about not enjoying the movies but I love Galaxy's Edge and I like <laughs> again how immersive it is and I'm afraid they're gonna come for me but we were walking around there and it's like very, you have like, I don't want to be like, you have the bad guys, but like sometimes I don't remember what they're called, but you have like kind of like this darker side of Galaxy's Edge. And then you have the side where it's like smugglers run and it's like Ray and Chewbacca. And I said, wouldn't it be cool if you like saw recruitment posters for Star Wars? Like this is what it would look like. And I thought, well, that would be a really cool design. So then you go and I ride the rides and I watch a lot of like the ride POVs on YouTube because I'm not local. And just kind of pick fun little elements from those rides and be like, how can I tie that back to the park, back to the area that it's in? Um, so, yeah, so our Star Wars was like recruitment vibes. So we have like a recruitment shirt for Smuggler's Run and we have a recruitment for not the Resistance. I'm like blanking right now. And oh, my God, they're going to kill me. Public. Yes. Public? Thank you. The bad guys. No, uh, Kylo Ren and his team. Oh, the First like Order. A- First order. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's it. The first order. Oh my god, I'm gonna get roasted alive. I just it, it. I, I, I can I cannot wait to clip this for Instagram. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I would not do. You, I would no, not honestly, do that to you. Clip it, it will. I don't care. I have a lot of friends that do like cosplay, Star Wars stuff, and they said they'll have my back because I showed them to the, like the design. Because again, I feel like I don't. I'm not a poser, but like I love those rides. They're so fun. But like. I think you're allowed to make a shirt for stuff if you don't like the movies, but I know how hardcore that fandom is. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's it's <laughs> as long as you do it right, they're not going to care. Like you, right. you can hate the people mover, but if you give me the right people mover t-shirt, I'm cool with it. So okay, um, cool. Uh, you definitely won't get roasted here, but I would encourage you to watch the star Wars movies because they're. Oh, just I awesome. have, I just don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh she i i, like, I, I gave i gave you an out and she said it anyway <laughs> i love it oh lauren i no, love I you did. that's awesome i don't like i don't like the older stuff during lockdown we watched my husband was like you're watching all the marvel movies freaking love marvel would love to talk about everything about marvel star wars i didn't grow up on star wars either and i think that plays a big role in a lot of people who love them is they it's like nostalgic it's not i don't have that i like the newer yeah. stuff the thing with pedro pascal take off your helmet but like <laughs> I'll it tell just you, wasn't my thing i'll probably join you in getting roasted from a different crowd but i've never seen any of the marvel movies outside <gasps> of i've seen iron man and that's it oh, so no, never no, uh, never them. any of the avengers i've never seen the hulk never seen the any guardians of those. I, Never seen Guardian. I love the oh ride. I love the ride. But when I go in there, like Xandar, I have no idea what that is. So uh, I, I I can picture that that's how you feel when you ride Rise of the Resistance. And, and stuff like yeah, that. I feel like a so, big, like, I hope no one knows that I'm not like. 
like imposter. It's like, who she have a ride? She doesn't belong here. Uh, when, uh, but I am a little bit nervous for that. <laughs> when you no, no, right. v, the when you talk about like this design process, I, I think I've seen that you guys have a company that like you work with locally that hand screen prints your shirts, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. how how does your process go? Like, are are you a one man team in terms of this entire thing? So in the beginning, I was doing all my own designing, but like I said, I had no background in any of this. And like, I did my Grand Fiesta shirt, and that shirt took me like six weeks to make because in my head, I knew what it want. I I knew what I wanted it to look like, but being able to figure out those softwares is so intense and so crazy and because i grew at the rate i did i did not have and i am a one-man band i did not have i did not have the time if i wanted to keep things rolling so what i've been doing is i will come up with an idea i will come up with a sketch of what i want it to look like and then i have like a handful of illustrators who like i use the same person who did like my soaring who did kilimanjaro because I love, I don't know how to make what's in my head on paper and that vintage looking, and I don't have the time mm-hmm. to teach myself it. So I have started collaborating with different artists. And then once I get those proofs and I like sign off on the final design, I send it to those the screen printers, Mint Print Works. They are awesome. And they print them for me. I go pick them up. I bring them home. I process, uh, throw them on the website. And you don't do, if I remember right, you don't do pre-orders, right? You do, like when you you have something on your site, it is in stock, ready to ship. Yeah. The only thing we'll do, I'll do a pre-order again is I'll do sweatshirts in the fall for pre-order. We did like like a taster to see how things would go this past fall and I bought them like ahead of time. But majority of my customers are down south and they're like, it's way too hot for sweatshirts. But they were big in like the colder areas. So we'll do a pre-order, but that's it. But yeah, everything is ready to ship and just processing. I think that's time. a huge that's a huge benefit because you, you can see not just in like the Disney space, but in you know, small businesses in general. There's a lot of them that are pre-order ships in three to six weeks or whatever. Right. I feel like when you want that dopamine hit, right? Like well, I get you it want... too. Like there's how good does it feel when you order something, you get the email, it's like oh, your order's on its way, you're like Yes, and like yes. you're waiting yes. by the door. It's the like, best. Where is it? Oh my god! So like I get that. So like, and I get stressed sitting on people's orders. Like I hate, I get so much anxiety knowing. All right, someone's waiting for this, and I'm like working super hard to get them out. Especially when we do like a launch and there's like a big fluctuation in orders. Um, but, but yeah, it's a so, good it's so, a good problem to have. Yeah, oh no, for sure it is. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I love it for the fact that I, I get my, my, I get an email every day of what's coming in the mail. So like, I know if my wife orders something, I'm like, Oh, what'd you order? Like yeah. that, that's my excitement around Christmas time too. Oh, I so love I, it. I know you're, I know you're going to universal here in the next month. Any, any plans to expand to, to the park, that park at all? Oh, or I would love to get into Harry Potter. We love Harry mm-hmm. Potter here, but yeah, I have some really cool sketches already for a collection. It's just about, when do I release those? When do we yeah. fit it in? It's just a lot, but I do yeah. have oh, yeah. those. I do have them ready for like final drafts and just sitting on them. Well, we're getting all kinds of teases out of, I know. Out of this one. I love so, it. So, so, so being, being a vintage, my other thought is resorts. You, you think about any yeah, resort? Yeah, that would be really like, cool too. 
especially the original two, like the contemporary and Polly. I think that oh, was, I I'm, I'm that. just, I'm throwing ideas out there, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, we've got, I got a lot of requests for a lot of other small shops to do resort and they do really well. I think people like, I know I would wear a resort collection. Again, it's just about finding, I got to figure out a time when to, to make the design and then when do I launch them? You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I got lots of ideas. It's just about finding. <laughs> when, when you talk about things like that, I, I guess the next question is naturally like growth. When do you, do you see yourself expanding into like a bigger team or do you really enjoy kind of having, you know, yourself ingrained in every part of your business? I am like getting to the point where I could probably take someone on, but it would be like weird at, like I don't have 40 hours a week to give anyone right now, but I know I'm stretching my fin myself thin right now. So mm-hmm. I am kind of at that weird space. And I was actually just having this conversation with my mom of like, do I want to, am I happy like where I'm at doing what I am or do I want to like make this bigger mm-hmm. and then take on like hiring an employee and I am so type a, like when I package people's orders, I want to pack them up. Like it's a gift. And if I hire someone, are they going to care as much about that? I mean, obviously I'm going to care the most cause it's mine, but like, uh-huh. so it, there's a lot of thought to go into it. Um, but yeah, we'll just take it. I'm going to get into my new space and see how it goes up. That is going to allow me to grow. I think a lot and we'll see, we'll see how that goes, but it would be cool to have like an employee, but that also sounds very weird because like I would be the boss and that's weird. It's an awesome thing. And I think it's a testament to what you've you know done so far. So kudos to you and congratulations. Yeah, thank you. The big one that is always in my mind when I see your social media is like, not only is like, it's amazing that she's doing all these things. And like, I can't even imagine how much your head spins as you've just kind of described, <laughs> but your social media is, is, is so much fun, right? And I like, I always appreciate seeing what you're putting out there about your t-shirts and your designs and things like that. Like, do you do all of your own social media too? Or do you have anyone that helps you with that? Like, I like that just blows me away because like, (laughs) you know, when I do it for like, I I always just feel like for the podcast, for the website, for the travel agent stuff, it, it can be like over social media alone could be a huge time suck. Right. And it's, oh, it's not an easy thing to do to show up every day. It's like you, like yeah. you mentioned at the beginning of this, like when I first started, I had this like th- thought in my mind, like, oh my gosh, those people that I knew in college are going to like make fun of me for having a Disney podcast. I would say high school, yeah. but Chip and I went to high school together so he can get made fun <laughs> of with me. Uh, but, but like social media is, is a bear. And I think you posted something, it was today and some oh, of the yeah. comments can be like, and I've seen it too. Like, like I was talking to my wife when I, I posted something about Taylor Swift or the Super Bowl parade or something. Like, it brings out like some people that are vicious. Yeah. Like, how, how do you manage all of that in addition to being a business owner, but like doing the social media and the comments and everything? Like, what what is all that like for you? I know that's a loaded um, question. Media, too. Yeah, no, but social media is like you said, it it really is a beast. And it's this sick cycle that you start building momentum and you get to the point where you're like, all right, I should like take my foot off the gas here just a little bit. I'm doing like too much, but you don't want to because you've started to build that you're in a groove now. And so like, if you want to take a step back when you're ready to get back into it, it kind of feels like, all right, I'm got to get like the momentum going. And it's this weird sick cycle 
but yeah, it is a lot. It's, and it feels like it's real social media too, is everyone's highlight reels. I feel like I'm a pretty weird person. And like, I have a lot of mental breakdowns about this shop, but like I keep the lid on it because I don't want to share that. People don't want to see that. Like me freaking out because something happened or a customer got really angry at me or you get like a death threat over a t-shirt. Like no one wants to see that stuff. So, and it's also hard not to compare yourself to other shops or to see someone else in your niche. Maybe it's really hard not to compare. So I constantly am reminding myself, like, put your head down, put your blinders on, focus on what you are doing and be sure to have fun with it. Cause if I'm not having fun with it, that is 1000% going to come out. You're going to see like, it's going to like, it's going to translate to whoever's viewing your stuff. So that's like, I think that, that of, is what comes through is that you are having fun with it. I, yeah, I, think I am that's, having a blast with it, to be honest with you. I'm having a lot of yeah. social media. <laughs> and, and I like I like that you like are, are personal enough that it feels like real and stuff like that and not, you know, heavily edited and, and whatever else. So I, I think that that's um, a lot of fun. And I think that's why people gravitate to you and in, in your business. And there is something to be said, too, for like wanting to support people like that. You know, like I, I feel like when you're on social media, I felt that way about your business. It's like I, I just want to support her because you start it's to like gravitate. So nice of you towards, to say. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean that seriously. Like when when people yeah. are putting their face to their brand, yeah, you start to to like want them to succeed. Like you're rooting for them. It's yeah. like my wife always jokes, like yeah, it's like you're Lightning McQueen, right? Go Lightning McQueen, like the right? little the little gif. Yeah. And I, so you you just kind of feel that way, like you sell like sell it a launch or you do really well and like everybody's kind of hyped for you so i i think that's yeah you know part of it also yeah i've said from the beginning this has been like so much more to me than like yeah selling shirts is like really cool and it's a fun process but my biggest thing is like connections the connection i made i came and i know like you don't have to be a stay-at-home parent to get this but like or a parent in general but my experience i did the stay-at-home mom thing for 11 years and it was a really isolating job to do like i talked to my kids all day my husband was at work when he worked from home i would probably annoy him he's like hey i got a meeting like we gotta stop talking and so going into this i was like man i hope i like make wouldn't it be so cool if i made friends that like i could go to the parks with or we could chat about disney stuff because my the few friends i have in like real life they don't care they're not into disney like i have my mom that will do a disney trip but that also was kind of like that connection thing when i was launching like what my brand wanted to be when I was coming up with the name of it, this is kind of like a long-winded answer, but I feel like it's really important to share this. It was like Main Street Tourists. We had gone on vacation and my kids bought, like we go down to Marco Island in Florida. They bought a Marco Island sweatshirt. I'm such a sucker for any time we go on vacation, like Aruba, whatever. Mm -hmm. And when you're down there, you're like, everyone's like, oh yeah, well we're in Marco, that makes sense. But when you come home, I cannot tell you the amount of times that we'll be out in public and someone will look at her sweatshirt and say, oh, you go to Marco Island? like that's where we go to and you like strike up this conversation with someone that you probably would never speak to outside mm -hmm. of that so i was hoping that that's what my shirts would do that they would be subtle enough that if you wear them back at home and you ran into someone at target and someone was like oh my god is that spaceship earth i love that ride you would never talk to that person <laughs> about spaceship earth and target and i've actually gotten like a lot of really nice messages of people being like like I got one on Saturday and this girl was saying that she was in line for the spring roll cart at Magic Kingdom and the girl in front of her had on our people mover shirt. And she's like, oh, so we bonded over spring rolls and like your new safari shirt. 
And I was like, that is like exactly why I wanted to make this. And like, that's the whole purpose of like the brand is like those micro connections. Cause I don't think we get enough of that in this day and age. And sometimes when I walk away from those connections, like those little micro moments, it like makes my day. So mm-hmm. that was like a really no, long winded answer, but it's a great answer. But it, it was, it was the perfect answer, honestly. Yeah. And you know, the one thing I'll mention too, that I, I loved about your shirts is the, the, the minimalist part of it, I think hits for a lot of people like I, i've talked about it before on our podcast like when i'm at disney world i don't wear anything disney related literally ever yeah and it started as like it just happened naturally but i just don't like having like disney character ip like all over me it, it's like usually so in your face it's yeah. such a subtle way to show your love for that place that it's not like you know, the Mickey Donald goofy, like right in your face and 18 different right. colors and, and all that stuff. So I, I love that. It's like a, a spot in the market where that product is needed. And Disney, I think has started to move that direction a little bit yeah. with more like they, they've got like a, a lot of new stuff with just a very small logo on the chest. Oh, I love which it. I think, yeah. And, and that's why I, I always love the Nike stuff that they do. Because it's yeah. very, very small logo. It's much more expensive. Mm-hmm. But I think that 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 like there's people that really want that. They don't want the mm-hmm. huge Mickey Mouse on everything. So I, I think you're hitting that that niche in that area too, which I love. So you, you go up to you go from small to 4XL. And I'm a mm-hmm. 3XL tall or a 4XL, 4XL tall, depending on the shirt. I appreciate that because I can't yeah. find Disney shirts. Like if I go to the if I go down to the world, it's I've got to like go look at every single shop. It, it's just one of those that I appreciate as a as a large human being. That your shop provides big shirts, so thank you. That's that's one of the things oh, I wanted to say. You're welcome. I th- I do just think too. It's like 2024. Small shops I get because of like overhead and cost or whatever. But like Disney World should be carrying more sizes. I go to buy like an XL, sometimes a two XL, and they don't even have those in stock. So it's like. I feel like we should be doing better at that, more like size inclusivity. Even comfort colors. I email them every time I put an order. Please include like five, six X, because I know those sizes are out there. Even extra small, I get a lot of emails being like, Can you please sell an extra small? Like if they if it was available, I hundred percent would, but I can't I don't manufacture my own shirts yet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Yeah, whatever you whatever you make the kids, my 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 daughters will buy the Soren shirts. They'll ask for it every day. That's the, <laughs> that's their favorite ride. Thank I you. can't wait to show them. Do you plan like trips to go down to get inspiration at this point? If you were my tax account, I would say, oh yes, a hundred percent. I get inspiration all the time. No, I was doing mine today, and it was so painful. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because I'll ride something and like that I haven't thought twice of. Like the last trip, I wasn't planning to do a star wars collection and i just had such a good time riding smugglers run that i was like this needs i need to do a shirt on this and then it kind of makes you look at the ride and like the area and, and a little bit of a different perspective which is really cool so yeah i get inspiration from going down there i also get a lot of content for social media because again i don't live close and i can have someone down there like some of my brand reps are, are locals but when they text it to me it comes out grainy and it's just better to have it known so yeah. It's yeah. Like and one of my favorite things that you've done at the parks is the locker giveaways. Oh, so yeah, what, what inspired that? And I, it, oh, and I guess for, for those that don't know, explain, explain what that is. I should, I should just in so case somebody hasn't seen it. A locker giveaway is 
you can put anyone can do it. You don't have to be a small shop. That's actually where there was a group on Facebook and they do them and everyone contributes and like you kind of go in and this group on Facebook would say, hey, it's going to be locker. I don't know, a thousand and one. And here's the code. The code is like 1892. And you put that in and you can you give one and you take one. And I thought that would be a really cool idea to give away shirts or like I had some hats embroidered. I threw those in there. So you post, we'll post a locker giveaway on, on Instagram. I usually try to let people know a couple of days ahead of time once I figure out what I'm doing. Like, hey, just so you're aware, we're doing a locker giveaway Tuesday at Epcot. And we put shirts in, we put hats, stickers, we've done discount codes and you share it. And then it's always gone in like 20 minutes. And last wow. time me and my friend were down there, we tried to like incognito mode and like watch and we were not incognito mode and like everyone saw us. So we had to leave, but everyone was just like taking one and it was really cool. Cause then you get the comments that are like, someone probably took the whole thing. And it's like, no, we watched yeah. and like, and people tag us in their stories of like, Hey, thank you so much. And it's really cool. But I heard that yeah, they're doing yeah. away with them. They're going to like start banning locker giveaways. Disneyland That's... supposedly has. Because I hope they wouldn't do that at Walt Disney World. I know. I, I, I think, love doing it. They're so fun. You've talked about being a stay-at-home mom and your family. You've got kids. You've got a husband. How, With how busy you are now, I guess part of this is advice for any other small business owners or anybody else interested in having a small business. How have you balanced your your family, this new budding business, social media, all this stuff. Like, how do you do that? I would say, if I'm going to be completely honest here, I rely a lot on my husband and he kind of keeps an eye out because I will go till I burn myself out and I won't realize I'm burnt out till I'm like way past burnout. And so he'll say, he'll like check in with me a lot, which is great. It's super supportive or it's super important to have someone supportive that's kind of watching your back and he'll be like hey you've been like working a lot lately are you planning on taking one of the weekend days and not working and that's kind of like my cue to be like all right i've been overdoing it <laughs> but i have been in the beginning when things were just like snowballing so quickly i was not checking in with myself and i know that sounds like so cheesy but you have to and just setting up better boundaries of okay like i'm gonna work during these hours I'm not going to check my email. I mean, sometimes I still check my email, but just setting up looser boundaries and making sure you're checking in with yourself because you can burn yourself out so fast and then it's not fun. Yeah. And you're it, dreading it and you don't want that. How do you balance all the negativity that can kind of come with some of this, like either the customer emails or the social media stuff? Like I, I, I could not believe the reel you posted this morning about some of the things Those people are saying. Those are some like, I mean, it's, famous things too, which is and, so messed up. For anybody that is is seeing this or or hearing the episode but hasn't seen the reel, it has nothing to do with Lauren's shop either. It's about people attacking the Disney company in the comments for, for the most yeah. part. And so it, yeah. it really like, it's not anything to do with your products or anything that you're doing, but yeah. like people that just absolutely can't stand anything Disney related. How do you keep that from like weighing you down? Or So when it comes to like the trolls in the comments in the beginning, I used to get like, Oh my God, like I can't, I could not stand the thought of someone being like upset with me or like really mad at what I was doing. And I would like think about it for like days and my husband would be like, just delete it. So I would delete it. And then I was like, no, we're going to come up with funny things to say back. So we do a lot of office quotes. We do a lot of parks and recs quotes. We do <laughs> sometimes 
will say something that doesn't really make any sense, but like, I will think it's funny and it is funny, but it doesn't really pertain to what they say. And you post it anyways, or you just say funny stuff back. And then it kind of becomes a little bit of a game. And like, obviously you don't want to antagonize someone to the point where like, you can tell who's, you know, who will like a whack job or yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But like what, I think the hardest thing that I have a hard time with is customers getting like super upset over things that are not in my control. And that stuff really weighs heavily and takes a couple days to be like, all right, you have, you have, my mom says all the time, you'll have a hundred people compliment your shop and you have the one person that just is miserable and you cannot help. And it doesn't matter what you do. So that stuff I still struggle with because no one wants it. And I do work so freaking hard. So when like people come down on me for like prop, like I had a lady this morning come down to me for processing time. She ordered a shirt on Thursday night. She emailed me at five 30 this morning was like, why are you not shipping my shirt out? And just was relentless and not very nice about it. And that's the stuff that's like, I'm literally trying my best lady. Like you got to cut me some slack. I'm not Amazon. I'm a small shop. I'm one person. It's in my, it's in my feed. Like it says it right there. To Thanks to your credit, I got my shirt within like three days. So but you can't uh, you know, tell her that she's gonna be you you were Amazon for me, and you deserve all the praise on that. Go well, ahead. Listen, I, I do try to get them I, out I, quickly, but like sometimes it happens. I'm like on a daily like check in with me, or like we'll shoot each other messages, and it's just it's just those freaking one out of like ten people that are just like, oh, what are you doing? But there's but a lot I'll of staring that goes on behind the scenes when that happens. So. <laughs> <laughs> one of that. the questions, and we, we've talked about living with the land, but one of the listener questions was, what are your top uh, two or three best-selling t-shirt designs? And what do you think makes them so popular among Disney fans? My number two is Pirates, is my Sparrow mm-hmm. shirt, which I think I'm going to do like a little revamp on, but like still kind of keep it to what it is. But I have plans for that one. So living with the land, 100% is number one. Pirates, oh God, that's kind of hard to do. Number three, maybe, oh my God, I don't. I should know this. I'm trying to think what shirts I have. Maybe, oh God, I don't know. What do I have out? The people mover needs Grand more Fiesta? respect. I know. Grand Fiesta, Soren. What about um, Carousel oh, Progress? Oh yeah, Soren. 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 Yeah, I, I I could see because that one. Yeah, so I, I could see that one for sure. But I think when, all when of those rides, like, are one. They're a little bit. I'm well, not really pirates, but like living with the land and soaring. I feel like they're forgotten and like don't need to ride rides. So I think the people who love them love them, and like those are the people that will rope drop them, or those are the people that will like <laughs> base their whole day around that ride. Do you know what I mean? And so like, yeah, to have a fun shirt about that that you like. I would get it. You know, mm-hmm. if there was a shirt out oh, yeah. there of like a, a different spaceship or shirt. I was like, hundred percent, sign me up. I love it. And the pirates, I think pirates is just so nostalgic for so many people. I remember yeah. riding that ride when I went the first time to Disney, and like that's one of my like only like must that people move are like the must rides when at Magic Kingdom for us. That that one really sticks out to me, and I, I've ranted about this like separately. That there's not a lot of like really good Disney merch out there for, for dads. And I get so yeah. sick of like seeing the like most expensive day ever or, or like 
a scan yeah or scan here and it's like a scan here for payment and like stuff like that like like those those should all be banished from disney parks okay but i i think that the pirate shirt i think fits that kind of it's got a little bit of that masculine dad vibe which i think you know hits a little bit there but i i do think a lot of your shirts kind of fit that need too because it's something that like a dad can wear and it's not like too feminine and you know, yeah. some of that, my that, husband that wears them, and he is not a Disney fan, and he will wear his spaceship or shirt around the house. And I was like, "Are you just wearing that because it's like, it's my shirt?" And he's like, "No, I love these shirts, and I like this design." I was like, "All right, but yeah, he'll wear them to the park." And I kind of try to keep the designs like, like flowy, so like girls feel like girly enough to wear them or whatever their style is, and like guys feel comfortable enough wearing them as well because they're for both. So. And I, I do think that like every single one of your shirts fits that bill. Like it can be a guys or a girl shirt, but like, you know, it, it's, there's not something out there for a lot of the the dads that enjoy going to the theme parks and stuff. So I think that's really yeah. helpful. The, Especially for the, for the dad rides. I think a lot of them are dad rides. Like I'd love all of them. <laughs> like I love all the rides. Yeah. That you have shirts for. <laughs> yeah. The, one of the next questions and, and, I, I'm always hesitant to ask this just because I'm I'm actually a lawyer, so nothing is construed as legal advice. But how does the legal aspect of Disney-related merchandise, and I, Lauren, I think you and I have talked about this a little yeah. separately. How does that play into your design process or your thought process, and how do you navigate it when, when you're doing that? So the biggest thing you're going to get flagged for is if you put Mickey Mouse or Disney World anything ip specific and i don't have any interest in doing that anyways because that's not what my brain is about but when i launched my living with the land and things kind of took off i went and found myself a copyright lawyer and i hit him up and said hey this is what i'm doing explain to me in layman's terms what i'm allowed to do and what i'm not i showed him what i've been working on and he said you're good to go. He's like, the only gray area, he's like, and that's if like Disney wants to get nitpicky is some of your quotations. And he said, the best thing you can do is Google the saying that you want. And if the first thing that pops up is Walt Disney World from their actual website, maybe changed up a bit. But he's like, if the first thing that's coming up and a lot of the stuff that comes up is like Walt Disney World ride scripts, like fan accounts. But he's like, again, it's Disney. If they wanted to take you down for it, like, are you really going to fight him on it? So you just kind of cross your fingers on that. But I do make sure my designs are within copyright laws because I'm not doing all this work. That's what kills me too. When everyone comments and they're like, Oh, you're going to get go to jail. It's like, do you think I would be putting in all this work and not do like my due diligence and make sure I'm not going to get jail time or sued or taken out by like a giant corporation. But yeah, and, get and I, the right lawyer. <laughs> I, I've I've said this from the beginning. Like the, I, we don't give legal advice on the show, and the fact that I'm a lawyer is completely separate from everything we talk about here because this is way more fun. But you know, the the biggest thing is there's a huge difference between Lauren's shop and like the bamboo kids wear that has like the literal IP pictures of Mickey yeah. and princesses and characters and things like that and that's not even to say what they're doing is right or wrong or whatever but that is a very very different type of product versus something that's very clearly inspired by instead of right. a your, like recreation of and the the second question that this person asked which I thought was great is how do how do you protect yourself and 
you know, you've talked a little bit about looking at other shops and, and what people in this kind of niche are doing, but is there anything that, have you had any issues with people liking your designs and, and things like that? Has yeah. that at this point? It's such a bummer that this happens because to preface this before I got into like being a shop owner in the Disney community, I would see things on TikTok about like toxicity in the Disney community. I was like, no, never. Like we're all adults who just love like the happiest place on earth. And like, they're probably just being dramatic. And I have run into shop owners. I have run into creators who operate from this place of, I don't know how to explain it, but the snake energy that Taylor Swift is always singing about, I now understand because there's so many people who operate out of that place. And it's so unfortunate because they will be nice as day as pie, whatever day, I don't know what the saying is, to your face, turn Mm -hmm. around and think that that gives them permission to either copy a design, copy your content, which is like the killer because content is so easy to spin and make your own. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you have to copy it word for word is just like a slap in the face. But yeah, it is really unfortunate and it does happen. And it sucks when it happens, but it sucks even more so on like a whole different level when you think these people are your friends because they've made it seem like your friends and you share Mm -hmm. things with them. So that part, I don't really know how you protect yourself because I got burned pretty bad a few times. So now it's it's kind of just a learning process. And I feel like I went into this very naive because I don't operate from that place. And you learn very quickly that people do. But Yeah, I I think, you know, the positivity eventually succeeds. So I I, I think you're on the right track there. But it it seems like it's kind of inevitable when it comes to designs. It's not unique to to Disney shirts or Disney inspired shirts. It's it's across the board on any kind of apparel. The minute you see something successful on Etsy, eight other Etsy shops have the same thing. And like, unless you're going to pull in that copyright lawyer and take them down for stealing your designs which in all practicality you're not because nobody wants to pay lawyers the amount of money that, you know, that we charge for that kind of thing. It's just, it's obnoxious, but I do think it's, it's sort of inevitable. And it kind of sounds like this question came from somebody that had a little bit of experience in that regard, which was my impression. The the next question that I think is, is a little bit more fun. What advice would you give to somebody that wanted to start their own niche t-shirt business from scratch with no experience, like what's the first advice that you would give them, whether it's Disney themed or otherwise? Yeah. Design products that you would want to wear. Design stuff for yourself. Because if you're really excited about that, other people are going to be really excited about that. If you're designing with someone specific in mind, it's not going to translate. If you're in it for the wrong reason, if you're in it thinking, oh, it's Disney. Disney's like a little gold mine or whatever. If people want to dispense, it's not going to work. You have to be like excited about what you're doing and don't overwhelm yourself. I immediately went into it being like, I have to have the best t-shirts. I have to have the best this and that. And you're not going to have that. Like you just got to start, just start somewhere, start very small and manageable and it will naturally flow into like, you'll get in a groove. You'll figure out what's working, what's not. You'll upgrade things, baby steps and just start. Awesome. Awesome advice. advice. What point did you know that this business was going to make it? I still feel like it's not going to make it. (laughs) I have. Girl, I feel like you've, I feel like you've made it and I I can understand. I can understand you feeling that way, but what you've done 
is pretty yeah. pretty darn impressive. But I think everybody listening would would certainly agree with that. If you try and take the imposter syndrome hat yeah. off for a second, where did it really click for you? This might really, even if you're not going to say you made it, but this may really be a thing. When I signed the lease for my new space that I'm moving into, and I was like, oh my God, because moving, we have like, the, they're really cool historic, they're mill buildings. So they used to be text, textile mills. And I remember going there little on a field trip and there was a small makeup lady doing makeup and hair. And I went to school for that. So I was like, I would love to work in the mills one day. And every single person in my family has worked a job in the mills. And I kept every time I visit, be like, I want to work in the mills. My grandmother actually worked in the same mill building making sweaters that I'm going to be in, which I think is really cool. So when I, I like outgrew my little like back room out of my house and I was like, well, I could like come up with a system to like store half of them in the attic when I'm not using them. And I was like, or I could just take the risk and sign a lease. And I just also want a disclaimer. It's not like a shop you can come into because so many people are like, I can't wait to come visit. It's not that kind of, <laughs> it's just like a studio. It's just a studio space for me. But yeah, signing it. It was like the first time I've done something on my own since being in my 20s. Like it wasn't me and my husband signing it together. My dad wasn't co-signing with me. It was just me getting approved on the business that I built. And it was like, whoa, that's like really crazy. Yeah, that was that, probably think, the moment that I was like, "Wow, it's like yeah." That, is the goal with that to be like more like storage space and more design space for you, or is that like, do you envision yourself like actually manufacturing your own shirts at some oh, point? In the one future? day I would love to to do that. The goal in the beginning, I would I really wanted to screen print myself, but the mm-hmm. setup for screen printing is crazy expensive, and there's a whole art to it. And right now I'm totally fine with outsourcing that, especially the company I work with, their small shop, their family owned. So I like to keep it kind of in that realm if I'm not going to do it myself. But this space is just going to be a, a space for me to work out of, to separate my house from work because I think because it is in my house, I constantly, whenever I have like 10, 15 minutes, I go back there and it would be nice to be able to like separate just that correct. a little bit. Yeah. When yeah, you work from home, you live at balance. work. That's, yeah, that's the... it would be nice to like get up and get dressed and get out of the house. And I also haven't done that in like 11 years. It's just been me at home. So like, I'm really excited to get to get out. <laughs> we had a ton of listener questions for this episode, which is exciting. And it, it just shows the community that you've that built. I think exciting. also, um, How do you keep your designs fresh and exciting while sticking oh. to a minimalist theme? That's a tough question. Yeah, because sometimes I'll come up with a sketch and be like, that's too boring. It needs something. You got to like zhuzh it up a little bit. So I try to find like what I think are like either really iconic moments from that ride, a fun detail from that ride, like our living with the Lanty. We did like the hidden Mickey that's like the hose. Just adding fun stuff like that, and while, but not also going overboard. So there's a lot of drafts and there's a lot of sketches that you look at and say, okay, we need more. We'll take back less. And then you kind of find the balance and then you see the final draft of it and you tweak it. Yeah. That's kind of a fun question. I never really thought of that. Yeah. I, I, I read that. And I was like, wow, that's, that's definitely that's a, cool a, a good question. So the, the last question that we got, and we've touched a little bit on, on different things here with your future plans, but what future plans do you have for expanding your product lines or, and I think this is an interesting one, collaborating with other Disney-inspired creators. Oh. So product line, like new products that we have? Mm-hmm. 
All right, so I we've tried to pull out as much as we could, by the way. Yeah, well, I'm someone too that like a blabbermouth, so like you ask it, I'll just tell you my whole business plan. But I have been on the hunt for a very specific kind of baseball hat because, like, I think you mentioned like the Nike merch, the Nike that white Nike hat with like the little Mickey on it. I freaking love it, and I have that one. I thought I would love to do hats. I think a lot of people wear hats. A lot Uh of people who don't like the flashy stuff love a good simple hat so i'm trying to find hats to go with every shirt and do like a small something from that shirt and throw it on a hat i did have a couple hats made but i hated the brim they're like they look like peaky blinder brims they're like they're doing too short yeah way too short so i am on the hunt for good hats i would love to do motel style keychains like the old vintage Ooh. motel because i feel like it's vintage i think it would look really cool with some of our stuff but that's really as far maybe stickers because stickers are fun crewnecks will do pre-orders but that's that's all i got so far interesting do you yeah. do you have any plans to collaborate with disney inspired creators i'm i'm sure your dms are full of people that would love you know that want you to send free t-shirts for oh yeah you know, them doing a video and that kind of thing but like have you really thought about or considered partnering with anybody in that kind of space or what's your view? Like as like on? a brand rep or like to design? I, I, it wasn't my question, but I, I'm going to say, I guess, like, what do you think on, on any of it in any aspect um, of your business? Design thing. I kind of like to do my own thing because if you suggested something and you like loved it and I hated it, I would be like, yeah, we'll go with your idea because I wouldn't have the heart to say no. So (laughs) I don't even want to put myself in that position. So design, I think I'll just stick to myself, but I am always open to like, people are like, can you please do a tower tower? I love getting those because I have like a little list going, but I have reached out and worked with some like creators and like, I used to have a brand rep program. I really scaled it back because I don't have the time to run it. How I want to, but the plan this year is when I have like a new shirt coming, I'm going to reach out, find Disney creators, and they don't even have to have like a large following. That's what sucks. Like people are like, I don't have, like I have under ten thousand. It's like no, honestly, the lower followers people have, the nicer they are to work with, and like the more excited they are that you want to work with them. Which like as a small yeah. shop owner, you want to have someone who's just as excited to work with you as you are with them. So every month when I have a new shirt, I'll reach out to a couple people, send them shirts and say, hey, can you grab some pics? Can you grab some content? If you want to share it, you can. It also helps me too, because again, I'm not local. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I love collaborating with different, with Disney creators. They're fun. Do your kids have any, like, do they ever say, hey, mom, we want to, sh- this looks pretty cool. Or are they oh like, God, giving yeah. inspiration? My daughter is five and she loves to get on my iPad and with the iPad pencil and she draws like she's five. So like, you know, her drawings, or she'll be like, you know what you could do? You could do like a beauty and the beast and you could put like a book and you could put Belle and the beast holding hands with a rose. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's like a great idea. So like when I'm back there working, she does that a lot. But the funnest thing <laughs> is when we go into the parks, they have like made it a game to see if we can find anyone wearing one of our shirts. Cause a lot of times they help, like I will pack them, but they help schlep everything to the car. They help drop it off at the post office so that they're kind of part of it. So they think like, Hey, we might've like packed that shirt for that person. So that it's become a game when we're in the park to see if they can spot any. So like, and I feel like it kind of earns me like a little bit of cool points, definitely <laughs> my daughter, but. Well, well yeah, do, you, no. do you go up to those people with their shirts on and say, Hey, thank you. Oh, or anything no. like that? 
No, I would love to, but I just feel like too awkward. I'm not like a very good like socializer people person. Um, but I have had people come up to me. I had someone be like, are you the Main Street tourist girl? And I was like, are you talking to me? Um, and that was like really weird. Um, but no, I always, I try to have stickers on me and stuff to be like, hey, thank you so much um, for like repping us in the parks. Like we know there's so many cool shops you can buy from. And like, I know the importance of like throwing together a Disney outfit. So it's, it's extremely cool. And it's a very weird feeling in like moment yeah. to be in when you see someone wearing something that came from your house. It's really weird, but it's, I love it. It's really Would cool. You, do you still remember like the first time you saw somebody wearing your stuff in the parks? Yeah, it was the girl who approached me and was like, are you the Main Street tourist girl? And I was like, oh, yes. uh, can I help you? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and awesome. I was like, oh my God, I called my mom. And I was like, I just saw someone wearing our uh, Living with the Land tee. And, and she'll go, sometimes if she goes down, she asks people for pictures. So if you're ever in the park, my mom asks you for a picture sent to me. You don't have to say yes. You can say no because she sends me them. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It is we'll cool. tell you. You you better say yes if if Mama Mama Main Street tourist sees you in the park. You better say yes. Let me let me put yes. it that way. I'll say it if Lauren Bye. won't. We're gonna finish up with a rapid fire round of Disney related oh stuff. These are gonna be quick questions and easy. Lauren, just your personal favorites. So my okay. the first one is what is your all-time favorite ride at any Disney theme park? Spaceship Earth. Awesome. Well, well played. Well played. Which restaurant, whether it's quick service or sit down in Disney, is your absolute you have to go to every single time? Like parks or springs, because I got an answer for both. We'll take Give both. Us both. Okay, Springs is homecoming because that is just like oh, delish. So good. And parks, oh, I have like two, but I like San Angelin. San Angelin oh. and then No Mezlon for the churros and the drinks. But I always oh, have that's... to go to San Angelin. I love that place so much. And so many people hate on it. I don't know why. I'm always at the the taco quick service right in front of it is my is my spot. Oh yeah. That's really um, good too. Mine's the margarita stand. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love grabbing the tacos and parking on a trash can right there in front of uh, yeah. San Angelin. And that's that's kind of my my happy place. So the, the next one as part of our rapid fire little game here is give us a Disney hidden gem from your perspective. So a lesser known attraction or a spot or a restaurant in Disney that you think everybody should try. So I don't know if it's like a specific spot, but there's like nothing better than, especially if you're there by yourself or your kids are napping in the strollers, whatever, then getting yourself like a treat or a drink and finding somewhere super quiet. And I have like favorite spots that I will just go and sit for like a half an hour and you people watch and you take in like the music, like an Epcot in the, like the UK pavilion all the way in the back past the, the maze thing. I freaking love that spot in Pandora underneath like the floating rocks. There's like benches carved in. There's one that's like super hidden from everyone. And you can get a view of like Pandora in front of you. I like finding those little gems and just like taking a seat and, and hanging out for a bit. That's what more that's, people should be doing. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. And our last one, if you could stay at any Disney resort without worrying about the cost, which one would it be and why? I want to stay at the poly, those bungalow things. Oh my I know gosh, it doesn't financially make any sense. Yes. I'd love to do that. I wouldn't yes. even need to leave. 
but they look so uh, fun. All right. And that's going to do it and wrap it up for this episode. Lauren, where is the best place for listeners to find Main Street Tourist products and where to find you on social media? So you can go on the mainstreettourist.com and the best social media is Instagram. We are on TikTok sometimes, but not too much. So Instagram is it at, is it at Main Street Tourist or at the Main Street Tourist? Instagram is at Main Street Tourist. Website is the mainstreettourist.com. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode. If you have any comments or questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us on social media or via email. I can be found at, at Adventures of a Disney Dad. Chip, where can people find you? At Robinson Dadley. And as Lauren just mentioned, just stay up to date on Instagram for all things Main Street Tourist and check out her drops on her website. Do you have any insight as to when your next drop is going to be? Like the second week of March. It's actually a Disneyland tea. Nice. Probably our only not... Disneyland exclusive one. So if you're a Disneyland so... goer. There you go. So if you're a Disneyland fan, probably a month from now, you're going to be able to get the next drop. So look out for that on Instagram and her latest drop that I'm wearing. If you're checking it out on YouTube is the Kilimanjaro Safaris t-shirt. And I absolutely love it. It's comfortable, very subtle and uh, love everything about it. And if you're interested in having me plan or assist you in planning your next Universal or Walt Disney World vacation, please feel free to reach out. All the links to get a free quote are in the show notes. We'll make sure all the Main Street Tourist links are also in the show notes. Our services are free to you for the travel agent stuff. We'd love to help you plan your next dream vacation. If you have a moment and you could follow, subscribe, like, and review the podcast on whatever platform you prefer, we would greatly, greatly appreciate the support. And if you've listened all the way to the end, you get a special gift. Because you can use promo code Disney Dad on the Main Street Tourist website to get a Woo! discount on your next order. Woo-hoo! So yeah. definitely, definitely take the time to use that. Get yourself a discount. We know you have a lot of choices when it comes to the content that you consume. We hope this episode brightened your day. You learned something about a great female small business and support her. And we appreciate you supporting the podcast. So thanks for spending some time with us. And we will see you guys next time.